We're looking at easily the most overrated player in this draft. It's so easy. <laughs> That's unreal. I would never draft him. That's the bottom line. I mean... That's a hard no for me. This is an autopilot first round pick. He is definitely on my do not draft list. We get it. We get it. Yeah, Let's I mean... move on. Let's move on. Hello, everyone. This is Hockey Talkie. Welcome back. I am Travis. I got Jesse with me over Skype. Jesse, how's it going? Pretty good. Um, yeah, <laughs> pretty good, man. That's it. Playing not a lot, a lot of... happening in your life, I guess. No, well, I mean, I've been playing a lot of WoW Classic, World of Warcraft Classic. Um, right. I know that sounds super exciting, but yeah, that is basically what I've been up to, so it's been pretty slow. Um, yeah. That, that's so sweet. Oh, that's good. World of Warcraft was fun. Like, the first, like, little bit was, like, really fun. Like, the classic one. So. Yeah, it's definitely a throwback to when I was like, well, this game is like 15 years old, so 15 years ago, essentially. So I remember um, when we were like nostalgia. in high school and stuff, like playing World of Warcraft. Like on a Friday yeah, I, night in high school, we'd be like, hey, let's all get together and play. Well, not get together, but let's go to our computers and play World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty big nerds. Yeah, I don't and think I got into it until like 2006 or something or 2000. It was something later. I didn't have like a computer in high school. We were too poor. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Well, look at it. And now we we just transferred our nerdness to hockey now. Now it's, it's just like hockey takes up all my time. A little football sprinkled in there, but like fantasy hockey and all that stuff. That's where it's at. Yeah, our draft is next Sunday. Well, I guess our keepers are due today by noon. Yeah, by noon. So People still decisions. Yeah, still decisions to be made. Um, yours are pretty cut and dry, but much sure to do with one of my picks. So it might be to the wire. We'll see. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. That means everyone else is starting to draft too. So that's why we got these divisional breakdowns. We're going through the central today. We have two more left. We're going to get them before next week. Next week is kind of the big draft weekend because it's right before the season. Like the season is... Starts on Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, all the pools that I've been seen or been invited or talked to about, everything is the same thing. It's like Saturday or Sunday. So, um, yeah. yeah, hopefully you guys can get into this and then you're good to go for the weekend. Your draft. Yeah. And we got a really cool episode. I was just telling Jesse that I'm going to try to work this together. Um, we got a flag player episode coming up. If you listened to us last year, you knew that we kind of gave a couple players that we were planting our flag in, like they were going to be the best player, best value, however we wanted to spin it, but that was going to be our guy this year. We were going to get him in all our leagues and just you know, run with that player. This year, we are, I sent out uh, some Twitter messages to some other hockey guys, other hockey podcasts, some guys that are on like ESP, ESPN and Yahoo. They do like writing and stuff for them, and I asked them for their flag players. So they're sending me them with like little audio clips and we're going to put them in one podcast and that's how we're going to do the flag player episode this year. Yeah, definitely new format for us. I'm super excited to hear what all these guys have to say. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll, I'm excited to like talk about them, critique them a little bit, maybe disagree. Yeah, disagree, agree. Um, yeah, you never know. We'll give our flag players, of course. And yeah, of course, same thing. Hit us up at, you know, NHL Fantasy Talk with your... Flag Fantasy players, NHL talk. 
Is that what I said? I said NHL fantasy talk, right? You switched it. Fantasy NHL uh, talk. <laughs> Facebook fantasy and Twitter. NHL talk. There Facebook. you go. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Send us, yeah, get us your flag players. We'll get you some of these experts' flag players. Um, and, of course, ours. And, yeah, hopefully you guys haven't drafted just quite yet. But, um, yeah. yeah. And we've got a couple, like, expert drafts and analytic drafts coming up for us, too. So we're starting to get into the thick of things. Jesse, do you have a flag player in mind before we jump into the central? Like, just off the top of your head, anyone that's interesting you? Oh, man. Uh... <laughs> before we started the podcast, before we started the podcast, I mentioned Huberto. Because I'm, like, really rising on him. As, like, the longer drafts go on, he's falling a little bit to, like, a really nice seventh rounder. And I think he could give back, like, crazy value. Yeah, no, Huberto, of course, I mean, he got like 90 points or something, so he's definitely a guy that you can get tons and tons of value out of. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, one of the guys that I was going to talk about is in this division, so maybe I'll bring it up when it gets to it as a possibility, but... I like it. I guess, yeah, flag guy, top, top of my head. Uh, a lot of people are talking about... Up is Zabinijad, as I was going to say, is my flag player. Yeah, that's good. I, yeah, yeah. I I'm really thinking he's gonna get like 85 points. So if I definitely had to pick a flag player top of my head, it would be yeah, Mika Zibanejad, a uh, guy you can get a little bit a little bit later. And I think he's gonna pay dividends. So that would be my yeah. That's the guy. So you don't you don't have to lock it in yet. No, I'm I'm sure I can think <laughs> of more. Time to think about it. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we can come up with definitely more than one, whatever. But uh, yeah, top of my head, that's the one guy I can think of that I'm really looking to try to get in drafts. Hey, there you go. Okay, we're talking the Central Division today. We got Nashville, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Dallas, Colorado, Chicago, and Minnesota. There are definitely some stinker teams in here that I don't really want very many guys. But let's just start off at the top. We're going with the Chicago Blackhawks. You got Patrick Kane, Taves, and uh, who's taking that other top line spot? Kajula right now? And then you got the up-and-comer, DeBrincat, Strom, and then it kind of really falls off from there. Weird goalie situation with Leonard and Crawford, and then some aging defense with uh, Gustafson, which is kind of that, the rookie that showed up last year. What, what are your thoughts on this team, Jesse? I don't want very many players, but I would take Kane in the first, and then DeBrincat the fourth or fifth. Yeah, looking at this team, it's pretty much close to that. Uh, Kane had an insane season of 110 points. Will that be replicated? Unlikely, <laughs> I would I, say. No, I think it does, man. He's a 100-point guy. Yeah, I just... That's so many points, man. Um, I, I think maybe he'll get like high 90s again, but I don't know if he'll break the 110 points. Maybe just 100 points. Uh, Taze is also concerned. All of a sudden, it's 81 points after like all these years of mediocrity. So we have um, crash tapes for so long. Yeah. For so long. And he's been bad up until this year, which so like I mean, 50 point I, guy. And all of a sudden he was yeah. 81 last year. Hey, he had 35 goals. Like all of a sudden Taves is back to sniping goals again. Um, so to keep doing that though, or is that just cause he was, he's playing with Kane. I mean, he could have like a resurgence in the career kind of thing. Uh, I, I, <laughs> You, you I know don't what know. it reminds me of? 
sure go ahead <laughs> what, what reminds me Tave reminds me of eric stall he he started really going downhill in carolina he got traded to minnesota and had like a really good like 80 point year right out of the gate and then he's back down to 50 60 points <laughs> i think he's gonna I, be back down i don't think Taves is worth it this year well also that was my yeah the point i was gonna say is like i never drafted Taves before but now that he's an 81 point player, someone's going to definitely draft Taves before I would even get into that headspace of preparing myself for that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Taves, I, I, yeah, I got no interest in Taves. Obviously, he's still an extremely talented player. He can get the points as we've seen, uh, but that's quite the freak season. So, I think he'd settle back down to 60 points again. So, I. Because I don't think this team's gonna be very good. Like, I mean, they got a cup. They got you know the power play. They got some young guys that are doing really, really well. But yeah, yeah it's I, I don't know. It's that's a super concerning thing to me. Like, I wouldn't want to waste a high pick on him and then have him go back. It's like one of those like it's so it's such a volatile pick. I couldn't do it. It's not how you win leagues. If you pick Taves in the last round and you get eighty one points out of him, yeah, then that you win. Like that kind of stuff. But um, picking him to repeat 81 points is pretty tough. So, um, yeah. So if you're picking him in the fourth, fifth round, yeah, like, something I don't crazy. Think he's gonna like return that. that value. I think he's going back down to like a 65, 70 point guy after this. Yeah, I'd say 70 points is like super optimistic. <laughs> like, I mean, oh really? I, yeah, it's just like, okay, let's see. Taves had um, what was his point totals before? Okay. He's like 60, 60, 55, 60. All right. So, this is, actually, this is actually his career best. <laughs> really? I did not think so. I thought he had a year where he was almost like an, I thought he had like an 85 point season. Uh, but the best season he had up till now was a 76 point season in 2010. Wow. What's what's his average? Like, what is he? Sixty guy? Yeah, I mean, his last five seasons basically have been s- between fifty-two points and sixty-eight points. Yeah, that's what I think he goes back to. Yeah, he had a couple of point per game seasons where it was close. Like he had a seventy-six and eighty, fifty-seven and fifty-nine, forty-eight and forty-seven for the lockout. Um, but yeah, I mean, he jumped the full twenty-nine points from this year to last year all right let's just I mean, say he's not doing that again expect that's what i was gonna say i mean he, yeah he's got yeah he's got to regress back to 65 i mean this is like a william carlson type year like for right. example he always scores like 20 21 goals 28 goals for three years in a row 23 goals and then all of a sudden he scores 35, 35 yeah which is literally his career high in <laughs> goals so I don't know if he had a super inflated shooting percentage. I'm not 100% sure. I can't see that stat. Um, but that is pretty terrifying for me. I mean, right off the bat, you got to assume that he's going to lose like 10 goals <laughs> and then maybe five or six assists. So 14.9 um, was his shooting percentage this year. Yeah, that's pr- quite high. But DeBrincat's was 18. DeBrincat has scored 41 goals this year too. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's also... I have more faith in DeBrincat getting the same points than I do for Taves, for sure. Could uh, DeBrincat get up to 80 points on that second line, though, with Strom? Uh, I think so. I think a full year of Strom will definitely help him. I think they can get to 80 points because he plays 
Yeah, he he's got pretty strong line. He gets the power play. Like, there's no pressure on the Chicago kind of thing. So, I think he'll be a pretty good pick. He's just got to bring up the assist holes a little bit. Um, but definitely for a guy that like shoots and scores, he's got super value. So, um, I, I like him to be second in the team for points for sure. I think so too. I don't think I'm ever going to get him because there's like everyone else is like really, really high on him. Just doing like our expert drafts and the podcast draft and stuff. Like you see him going in the fourth round and people are happy with that. And I'm like, I don't, I want to wait for him a little bit. I don't know if he's going to do that again. Yeah. The tough thing about him is he's definitely not a category beast beside goals. Um, 15 PIMs for the whole year is quite low. Um, He's a very small guy. He's not going to hit a lot, kind of like a Goudreau type. So, um, yeah, unless you just want raw points from a guy, this is basically it. So it depends. If you're in a points-only league, this guy's definitely got some chops for you. But in the categories, he will lag behind some other players. So I don't like him being taken that early if it's a category league. Yeah, Uh, keep that in mind. The defense on this team getting getting a little older. Hey, Keith, Seabrook, they're kind of on their way out like their swan song's got to be coming soon and then you got uh gustafson he is a huge uh pick right now because he did so well at the end of last year what did he end with um, 60 60 points yeah and i forgot that was draft. that's kind of insane for a defenseman to get 60 points and not anyone know who this guy was to start the season um so i definitely think he's worth a pick but i think his value it's gonna be tough i i feel a lot of people are gonna take him quite early so yeah same uh, with me in might have to, i just don't think i'm gonna get him yeah you might have to just reach a little bit we have a chicago homer in our league uh the one with our keepers so i expect him to be taken a little bit earlier than i would consider him so that is always an issue um yeah, big talk is Strom, 51 points in 58 games coming over from Phoenix. Uh, looked yep. really good. Finally got to play hockey. So I think that's really exciting to give him the full year. He'll probably get 70 points playing that second line. Uh, he was on the first unit power play, so I like him a lot. Um, tough thing about Strom is he's a centerman, so that's always rough for those uh, positional, positional leagues. Positional leagues, gonna, yeah. Yeah, there's always going to be better centermen. Uh, but you know, he could be a sneaky last centerman pick for you kind of thing. Uh, he went late in our draft, so definitely someone to look at beyond that. What else we got? I didn't even know Brandon sod was still on this team, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he was sub 50 points. Obviously he's not being used for the thing he's been used before. Um, not at all. Yeah. The goalie situation is probably one of the most interesting in the league. Like this could be a 50, 50 split, but you got, Crawford, that's like an injury risk, and Leonard, that's trying to prove himself. I want my heart wants to say take Robin Leonard here because I think he's better, healthier goalie. Mm-hmm. But my mind is like, well, what if Crawford starts the first twenty-five games and wins fifteen, twenty of them? Like, then we're gonna be like, well, Leonard might not get the starts if Crawford comes out and does well. He, he Crawford ended last year on a very good. What was it? I had it written down somewhere here. No, it doesn't say. He ended up <laughs> getting like a bunch of wins right at the end when he came back. Remember, I think you picked him up in our league of record even. Yeah, I picked him up when he got back from healthy. He had like a shutout, did pretty well, um, but ended up with a 14 and 18 record. Um, so the team wasn't super, super strong behind him. Um, 
I definitely think it'll be like you said, I think it'll be a 50 50 uh, Cam Ward retired. So props to him or whatever in his career, but that opens up a spot there. So yeah, I mean, you pick up Leonard for 5 million, you got to play the guy. Uh, but yeah, I think it's 50 50 till someone gets hot kind of thing. And they just play that. Um, at this point, I'd say Leonard is definitely a better goalie than like Crawford. Who starts, so. who starts the year off? Game one is Crawford for sure. I think it is, is it? like they're just like that kind of team. Crawford's their goalie. They won the cups with him. If he doesn't have concussions, he's, you know, got to start him kind of thing. But I think it'll literally be back and forth for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think I do Crawford not. Learner, Crawford learner. Yeah, 50 50 the whole time. If I have a bench spot, I may pick up Leonard for when Crawford gets injured. Yeah, I was going to say, eventually, as sadistic as it sounds, he probably will get injured um, somehow. Well, we're just, we're just going by statistics. No, I'd say exactly so. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Leonard's definitely going to get uh, a quite the share of starts. It's just how many games he's going to win, because this team is not really... like powerful in front of them so uh um, yeah they can get kind of, my guess is like yeah learner gets like 20 wins 22 wins <laughs> so uh, it's definitely yeah. not someone to totally go into but if you need like a streamer goalie or something or if you can pick up more than like two goalies kind of thing and like kind of pick up who you want to play per week i think it's definitely a good play um yeah a lot of people punt goalies till the end too right like we did yeah. that in our podcast league there we went we picked up Bobrovsky like second off the board and then we waited till the very very end and got Schneider one of our last picks we picked up quick picked yeah up really Kemper. Quick. Kemper yeah stuff like that but those are like the guys that you if you're struggling or you don't think Schneider is going to play then you just like rattle off some of these timeshare goalies and hope one of them hits right at the end of your league okay let's go over to Colorado so all right this first line, McKinnon, Ratnan, Langniskog, you're going to draft them all. McKinnon and Ratnan in the first round. Langniskog, second round, third round if you have hits. But he had a really good points year last year too with 75 points, so that's good. Defense here is kind of a desert. You got Makar, the rookie that everyone's going for. Zadarov came over from the Leafs. Then you got the goalies, Grubauer, which I've told you before is my favorite goalie to pick up late because it's going to be great for him. He's going to get 32, 33 wins. Anyone else on this team interests you? You're obviously drafting McKinnon and Ratnan early, assuming Ratnan signs. Yeah, I was going to say the big thing for me, obviously, contract disputes is going on. They say Ratnan is quite far apart uh, from everything that we get to read. Um Cool thing about Ratnan and Landskog is um, they get a lot of PIM. A guy that gets 87, 90 points per raid over a year in Ratnan still ended up with like 54 PIM, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, obviously, McKinnon, sky's the limit for that guy. He got 99 points, which is so close to 100. That's <laughs> so, too bad. Yeah, he probably has yeah, like it, a million dollar bonus if he gets over 100 points and he just yeah, I'm sh- Yeah, I'm sure there's definitely some clause somewhere. Um yeah, so for sure, the big guns became as a top four player. I usually see him go around fourth, so no surprise there. Get him at fourth. Yeah, uh, in, I mean, you just gotta you just gotta draft him, I guess. Um, I don't think he's gonna change in our league or anything like that. Even though he's contractless, it'd be hard for me not to take him in the second is there, round. Is there a chance that he doesn't end up an Avalanche after all this? 
I don't think he would be traded. He'd have to get offer sheeted, and then I, there's no way. Like Avalanche have so much cap space. Yeah, they have 15 million right now, and so everything that they, they give say him is like nine or ten. I don't know. They just I think Sackick's like one of those cheap guys where it's like we're going to try to keep, yeah we're going to keep everyone nice and low so our team can like compete kind of thing. Um, because I mean, McKinnon's due for a raise of literally double his salary in whatever yes. two years, because he's yep. going to go from six to 12, like no problem. Uh, maybe even like a little bit more, depending where the cap situation at, he might end up being paid more than McDavid or something like that. Uh, so well, I could get McK- him. McDavid's cap hit is 12.5. Yeah. So I mean, I see McKinnon right the, up there. Yeah. Yeah. If the cap goes up another, say 10 million by the time it goes up, you can definitely say, Hey, you know, we got all these great 100-point season years out of you at $6 million, Like, pay the guy, and there's no way they're not going to give him probably a 12-2 or something crazy. So, um, so like, I get the philosophy there, but also, like, you're a one-line team. Like, don't, like, pretend that, like... <laughs> well, they tried. They got Kadri. Yeah, for sure. You got some depth, but, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it is what it is. McKinnon... Ratton and both those guys, like Ratton had 14 points in the 12 playoff games. So he's he's also a clutch guy. It's not like he disappears in the playoffs kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously not a GM or anything like that. So it'd be tough to see what the cash situation is like, but it'd be hard for me not to be like, hey, you know, 10 million, sure, no problem. Like, obviously, Marner got overpaid a little bit, but he just be like, hey, I'm not going to give you Marner money, but I'll give you like, you know, nine, five or something. I, I'm yeah. not sure what they're looking for, obviously, but I think they're looking um, for same. So, so he deserves to get paid. Um, fantastic player. It's definitely, like I said, second rounder. Lana Scog, same thing. Third round kind of thing. Second round, if you do the hits and the PIM. Uh, for defense, yeah, it's tough. There's basically the big two names is Gerard and Makar. Um, most things I read and look into is that Makar will have the starting job for the power play. Yeah, that's what um, they're thinking. Let me see what uh, Daily Faceoff here says. Yeah, so I got to give him the uptick there for now. Gerard is obviously an insanely good skater. He looks so good. Um, will that translate into points? That's tough to say. He only got 27 last year over a full 82 games. So he didn't get a lot of usage. Obviously, Barry ate into all those power yeah. plays with him being gone now. It does open they got Kale spots. on the first unit right now. Yeah, so that's kind of what I expected. That's what that inflates said. his value huge. Yeah, so I do like him there just as the default de facto number one guy. So he's definitely good there. Other guys to look into is, of course, yeah, Kadri is the second line center. Um, he'll get a bunch him, of hits. Obviously, and, yeah. Goals. I think he'll have a great year, as in great, as in like 60 points kind of thing, but a lot of peripheral stats. So, yeah. Um, Definitely got to draft later if you want to hit those kind of things. But yeah, beyond that, for Colorado, it's not too much. Where are you, where are you liking Grubauer? 30 wins this year? Uh, what do they got for backups there? Berlamoff's no obviously one. gone. They got, got Francouz. Francouz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like I like what do you say? Grubauer, he only started thirty three games. So they'll probably get him up to fifty sixty. When yeah, Varlamov played almost fifty games last year. So he's gone. Yeah. They yeah, he played fifty games, won twenty of them, which is so Oof. atrocious. Oof. So 
Um, did this team get better on the offseason? Yes, I guess. If you're okay with losing Barry for a second line center, uh, which I am personally, I think that's fine. Um, yep. But how many more wins is that's a tough one for me. So, yeah, I say Grubauer. Say he's starts- go with 30. Give him the 30. Yeah. If he starts the 50 that Varlamov started, then yeah, I'd say 30, 32 wins maybe. And that's pretty optimistic. That's a lot of games played. I just don't know what this guy can do over a full year wise. If he's a 60 game player or if he's uh, or if they're going to bring him down and pick up a backup during the season kind of thing to help that him out. Happen. Yeah. Um, I give him 55 starts and 30 wins. Yeah, I, I think he'll get 30 wins. No problem. It's just I'm just curious how much they're going to get this guy going. Um, like, I don't know if they're going to give him like a 63 win start and never pick up a backup the entire year. That's like the one thing to look at. I still really want this goalie. And I think he'll get wins this year. The team is obviously definitely an up and comer, super exciting team to have. Um, but and he's just, the number one, right? He's the de facto number one. There's no one there. Not even really a backup. How many no, games? That's, that's what I'm saying. Two games last year. Wait, two games, right? Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it, he had great stats in them, but he lost both. He had a 940 save percentage, so good for him in those two games. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, Grubauer, definitely draft the guy. Of course, he's going to get you the wins. I'm just really curious to see what they're going to do um, backup goalie situation with this team. If they're going to snipe someone like, uh, I don't know, whoever a career backup is. I think Sparks just got released, so, you know. Oh, great. He's out there. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. You know what? Uh, this is the same situation like that Chicago's in with Leonard and Crawford. It's like which guy is going to emerge? Last year it was Varlamov and Grubauer. Who's going to emerge? They like Grubauer. There goes Varlamov. And I think that's going to happen. Like I think Grubauer's the guy there. He's going to be great. Bank it right now. Over thirty wins. Thirty or over wins. That's what I'm going to say. Oh yeah, he has to definitely. Um, yeah, no argument for me on that. He'll definitely get the 30 and over. I think he might, yeah, I just, he might even get like the 60 starts. I just don't know. That'd be great. Gonna That'd be great like, for guys that have shots and stuff on there. Yeah. Like lots of saves, lots of everything you need kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, Philip Grobar, he was 18 to nine. So he's kind of like a two to one goalie, which is pretty good. Um, yeah. a bunch of saves. Yeah, no, I, I like him a lot. I definitely would draft him on my team. I have no problem with that. I just didn't realize how dire the backup situation was here. I thought they had someone, but that <laughs> kind of definitely bumps his value up for me because he may hit the 65 starts kind of thing if they do not address that because I don't think they're going to really grind this Pavel guy too much. So we'll see. No, Let's go over to the stars. All the right. Dallas Stars are what I would say, I've said this before, like a trap team. <laughs> like I want maybe one or two guys here. Everyone else looks really like really satisfying to pick up. Like if you get Radulov or Pavelski or Jamie Benn, but they all have huge bust potential, I think. I think that if you draft Ben last year, he was drafted in like the third round and giant disappointment for everyone. 53 points. Other guys like Klinberg, injured for 20 games. Like I, This is a scary, scary team to me. Bishop, how many games did he end up getting played? 46 games. Like, 
he actually did pretty good last year. Like he played a lot of games, but it's crazy how much time these guys miss. And Radulov scares me. What are you? What are your thoughts about the Dallas Stars? Yeah, sounds like what you said. I mean, you basically draft Sagan, and then Sagan for eighty points, right? That's pretty yeah, solid. That's an easy lock, and then you just decide what you want to do beyond that. I mean, Klinberg is an elite player, but he's kind of been a well, not been a bandy. He just had a rough season last year with the the games being missed. And then after that, I mean, Radulov's pretty safe, but he missed like 12 games. So that's always something to look at. I'm um, saying no one's safe on this team. Like, it's scary. Yeah, if you can draft... Like, I want Pavelski. I think he's a great player. But where do you pick him up? He's going to get 70 think, points? Well, I think it's even lower. I think he goes 30 and 30. And, oh. just gets six, and just gets 60 points. I just don't see the offense there. I don't know. Um... Like, I feel like all his goals come from, like, burn shooting and him, like, tipping it. And I don't know if that's going to be the same system that they use here. So he kind of concerns me. Ben, if you can draft him as a 50-point player, then that's exciting. Because then you're not going to get burned. Um, very unlikely I end up with Jamie Ben on my any of my teams this year. Just because I don't want any part of that at all. He's so, good for hits and stuff. But, yeah, it's scary. Yeah. He burned so many people last year. Like your third round pick, you could have been picking Pasternak or something last year, and instead you picked Jamie Ben and were destroyed. Yeah, he went second round in our league, and oh my goodness, that player did not win. Thank God. This is this just yeah. You can't pick this guy anymore. You had to pick guys that are for sure's in those first couple picks, just like and coast through it. Um, that being said, I think. Ben could be great value later, but it just depends. There'll always be someone in your league who will take him before you just based on previous history and be like, oh, Jamie Ben, of course. It's the fourth round. Why is he not being drafted? Kind of thing. Um, so I yeah, I if I'm being nice, he gets back up to 60 points, but I think that's it. I think those 85 like point big seasons that he like had are pretty much gone. Um, you don't, I still think you must Clint, not like Dallas at all. I think Dallas is a great team. Like I really you do. You just said Ben like getting great, sixty points. Pavelski's getting sixty points. They're just not a great fantasy team for me. But I think this oh. is a very great yeah. hockey team. <laughs> like okay. I really do yep. think they're a strong hockey team. Um, yeah, let's see Ben. Okay, Ben's got one of the best things I've seen in a long time. So he's got he's in his last four years he's gone from eighty nine to sixty nine. To 79 to 50. So oh. there is a sharp decline over the past five years. He did have a great year with 79 points two years ago, um, but there's been a 26 point drop off today. So, oh man, even if he bounces back, like I said, to 69 points again, that might be what you would would make the most sense. That seems to be a good average over the past right. few. Yep. So I'd say, yeah, draft him for 70 points, but know that he could also just continue getting 50 points, which would be quite terrifying. So um, like I said, if you can draft him as a 50-point player, do it every time because the value is there. He could definitely come back, but don't draft him thinking he will bounce back and be like a lock for 80 just because he's on Sagan's line again. Exactly, so, exactly. Big threat for me. Um, I think Klinberg's safe to draft. I mean... I don't know what his injury was last year, but I'm sure it was just super bad luck. So if you can get 82 games out of the guy, you'll get the 65 points, which is delicious. So I don't think uh, you're going to get 82 
out of him. I've had him for three years now in our league, and he's usually... Oh, no, I didn't get him this last year. Someone else wanted him this last year. But the last like couple leagues or years, I've had him, and he's around 65 points, and then he gets injured, and you lose 20 games every single year. It, it's tough for me. I've already been burned by him. Like if I just feel like I'm never going to have him again. Because yeah, you're, you're all gung ho. You're like, oh, 80 point defenseman. That's great. And I'm like, Ugh, I've seen how <laughs> this plays out before. Yeah, he like for sure. Health's a big thing. Uh, Hesekine is on his tail, so I'm not sure. I don't think Hesekine will take over the first unit or anything like that. So uh, that's always good to see. But yeah, it yeah Dallas is a tough team. The biggest alarming thing I've seen is how high Bishop's being drafted. It's like all these sites have him being taken in like the first round as his like he was the number two goalie in the league that we did yeah. on fan tracks and that was with their rating yeah so like the adp on this guy is so high for a guy who plays like 40 whatever 40 and change a year if healthy yeah he'll win like maybe 30 of them but i just it seems crazy to like just put all that into like him as a second goalie i mean the guy's like six seven i mean he gets injured all the time, his groin. I mean, like, it's just, you yeah. have to know you're going to lose a bunch of stuff. Like, I'm okay with him being, like, a later goalie because, you know, the wins are there and the stats. He gets lots of shutouts. He's a great, you know, goalie, but it's just... Goals against average is always under two. Yeah, I just, like, the ADP is like, yeah, if you don't pick this guy by the end of the first or beginning of the second, like, you're done. You don't get him. And it's like, that's a kind of a feels bad pick for me. It's like, oh, I'm taking Bishop with my 10th pick. It's like, well, don't do that, please. <laughs> like, pick yeah. us some stud players and do something later. So I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know. It's just because he had the Vesna nomination or He's whatever else. If he can like, stay healthy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you could get 60 starts out of Bishop, I mean, you're laughing. He'd easily be a top three goalie every year. But that but just do doesn't you draft him happen. as a top five goalie. <laughs> Um, no, no, me neither. Me neither. Maybe, I, maybe fifth, but even then I would rather just take a guy who's going to get starts and just go from there. It's just, he's way too injured all the time. So I've, I drafted him last year. He did okay for me. Then I cut him because he got injured and then yep. he came back and did well. And then it just, yeah. So he didn't really end up on my team, but I, I that's just the one thing is like, yes, draft Ben Bishop. He's obviously the starter and a great great goalie but please don't take him at this disgusting round two end of round one adp that's going on like he's going before like Bobrovsky and he's going before like frederick anderson and all these big guys it's like so weird yeah he would you take would you rather have bishop or bennington oh man why you gotta hit me with that (laughs) (laughs) um I'm just saying because they're going six and seven of like goalies yeah. right now. I just pulled up a magazine. Oh yeah, let's see. Um, Would you have rather have Rene or Bishop? Uh, that's also another tough one. Rene's 37 now. How many sorrows games are they going to give him? I'd rather have Bishop over Rene, but I would rather have Bennington. Bennington over Bishop. Maybe that be might be sacrilege. I know a lot of people. On these forums and stuff, I troll. They just like everyone in the hates Bennington this year, and I don't yeah. really know why. Um, well, he's a rookie. Like, like I get that he's a rookie, but it's just like 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Let's save that for when we talk about St. Louis because that, that is this division yeah, today. That, that is true. Okay, good point. Um, let's like go over to the Wild first before we go. <laughs> okay, let's go to another gem of a team. Listen, uh, I'm just going alphabetical, so St. Louis will be at the end before the Jets. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, that's basically it for Dallas. You know the stars. Don't, you know, draft Sagan and the fun guys, but don't reach for Jamie Ben, please. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what are uh, we doing? Minnesota. Okay. This is a pretty, like, I feel like I'm saying this over and over again, but they're like desert teams. They're not much going on here. You got Zucker, Eric Stahl, Zuccarello is the new addition on that top line there. Parise kind of had a little bit of a resurgence last year, led the team with 61 points. So there's right. not a lot of production going on from this team. Uh, good defensive team. They got Dumba, Spurgeon, and Sutter, or Suter on the back end. And then Devin Dubnik playing in net, which is a great late round goalie that we always say we like to draft because he's solid. He's going to play all the games. Um, do I want anyone on this team? I will take Zuccarello with my last pick, and I will take one of the Minnesota defensemen, either Spurgeon or Dumba, later on as a defense. Anyone that you're interested in here on this team, Jesse? Not really. I'm just looking at the departures. Niederreiter's gone. Michael Granlin's gone. Coyle's gone. Like those are <laughs> those are scoring guys. Those are players that played the game. Uh, Prize's like. I'm glad his back felt better and he got 60 points. That's great for him. Eric Stahl didn't miss a game and still got 50 points. So I think that's back where we can see him. Yep. I don't think I'm, I won't end up with a single Minnesota player that isn't named Dubnik. That's it. I would take Dubnik as my second goalie or something later in the draft, just yep. because he plays 66, 67 games, wins half of them, gets you 30 wins, might chop a couple shutouts kind of thing. I've never been burned by Dubnik. So, um, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get 30 wins. Some of them are going to be good. What about but, Dumba? Yeah. Dumba's like Dumba, like yeah. He set the world on fire last year. He did. He had 22 points in 32 games. Um, I'm just concerned. I mean, they just paid Spurgeon a bunch of money. So I don't know if that means Spurgeon's supposed to be the number one guy there. Um, so far in preseason and everything, they got Dumba on the top line, top power play. Yeah. Which makes sense. That's where he should be. But the thing is, I just like, like, what is the top Minnesota power play? Like, read me those players. <laughs> Parise, Stahl, Fiala, and Sutter. Yeah, exactly right. So, I mean, <laughs> that's a bottom 10 power play. So, I just, I'm sure he's going to have great individual stats. And he'll probably have a bunch of goals for a defenseman. But will he get more than 50 points with that cast? Pretty, it's going to yeah. be tough. <laughs> this, so, this is kind of like like the Islanders. Like, they're piecing together some okay pieces. But no one that's going to. Yeah, this team needs to go full rebuild and just start over. I know they're kind of stuck with these Parise and Suter contracts, but this is a middling team that is just... They got these great stud guys. Like I said, yeah, Dumba, Spurgeon's a little bit older. Um, Miku Koivu still plays. I mean, like, it's... This team sucks, to, like, to just put it gently. Um, that's why... I'm I'm okay with people drafting Duma. I'm just like it's just I'm just worried about that cast because that doesn't sound like a number one power play. That's like a two unit. I'm like they're gonna On a finish team. It would be a two. Yeah, unit. Ex yeah, exactly right. So I think they're gonna finish bottom ten percentage wise. And so can I make but, a bold prediction about this team? Okay, what do you got? No player gets over sixty points. <laughs> I think that's pretty fair to say. <laughs> like I, that's not even a hot take. 
Last year, yes. they only had Parise that was at 61 points. The next highest guy was 52, and that was Eric yeah. Stahl. And that was a full 81, 82 games from Stahl. I don't know why they got rid of Michael Granlund. I thought he was their best player on the entire team, and then they got rid of him. Niederreiter. I always like Niederreiter. Up for Fialo. Yeah, Niederreiter went. I Coyle is a great player. <sighs> like unless Fiala takes a massive step forward, I just this team to me is it's just it's just it's trash. I don't know. Um, yeah. So I think I just think this is one of the most boring fantasy devoid teams ever. Like I said, I will agree that Dumba is a great player and I think he's going to have some good stats. I just don't know. It, he just can't hit 55 points. I think he'll get 50 points, but I don't think he's going to get more than 55 with this current roster. So yeah. that'd be my biggest thing to be worried about. And this team's not going to improve anytime soon. So I wouldn't really be too attached to him as a long-term keeper. Yeah. Um, and sorry, Minnesota fans, but I will probably not watch a single Minnesota wild game this year. I can't see me yeah. ever like seeing Minnesota. It's like, Oh, Minnesota Nashville are playing. I'll just pass. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'll go to a different game on TV. I don't. I'm not going to watch Minnesota play. That's going to be trench, as Jesse would say. Trench yeah, team. Yeah, it's a tr- trench team, man. I don't. <laughs> I love Dubnik. Like I said, he's always he's done me good. So I have no problem drafting Dubnik and just never watching the games and finding out later. Oh, hey, we won or we lost, whatever. Um, nobody's taking those starts away from him. He's been pretty healthy this year. 67 games played is actually insane for a goalie. He's got to be like number one for most games played in like the past 10 years, it feels like he, he is. Yeah. He's up there like, for sure. He's for sure. So that's always good. Um, this team is a 500 team. So just know that going in that you'll get the 500 out of it. Um, but yeah, no, I don't want, there's, I won't be calling anyone's name off this. I don't care if Prize is available in the last round. I'm not taking Prize. I'll find someone else. I'll pick some rando or something. Um, right. Yeah, Let, let's leave them. Let's leave them in the trench where they are. <laughs> That's all I got for that. Let's let's go. Let's talk about the Nashville Predators. Probably got this division on lock. I mean, starting at the back end, they got one of the best goalies in the last ten years with Pekarene, and then Saros coming back. Pekarene is always good for thirty plus wins. You got probably the best defensive core, arguably the one of the best defensive cores with Roman Yusi, Ryan Ellis, Ekholm. Even did some work last year. Up front, they kind of got a mish, mishmash, mishposh of forwards. Forsberg, Ryan Johansson, Arvison, that first unit. Granlund, which we just talked about. Duchesne coming over for that second unit, or the second line. And then Turris, sprinkled in with Benino, Smith, Watson, Sissons, those guys. Not a whole bunch of like high-flying, powerful offense, but they don't win games like that. They win games from their defense, from their back end. And then they just have the forwards there to kind of chisel in their regular 65 points. Anyone on here that's like jumping out at you? Ryan Johansson doesn't have much fantasy value. He's kind of a 60-point guy. Duchesne could jump up to the 70 points. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would like Duchesne and Johansson to switch spots and make Johansson the second-line center that he deserves to be. Um, that would be a big thing for me. Uh, I think Roman Yossi, he had 56 points while sharing a lot of power play time with Subban. Subban being gone uh, definitely helps him out. Right. Uh, right. So the biggest decisions for me is how much or who's going to run that unit if it's going to end up being Ellis or Yossi. Um, so I do think 
Right now, it's Yossi. Yeah, it should still be Yossi, and she should be pretty safe. Uh, players I will not draft again ever is one of them is Philip Forsberg. Uh, you watch this guy in the playoffs, and he looks like he should be a hundred point guy. He's got like the hands, the shot, but he just cannot put it together regular season, no matter what. Please yep. do not draft this guy. I've had him for I think six years in a row. It feels like, um, and it's the same story. He disappears for the first forty games of the year, no matter what, and then goes on this crazy tear for like the last thirty games to catch up to like fifty-five points or something. Yep. And then that's it. I mean, so uh, I won't even draft this guy. I'll let someone else take him. There's just no point where I'm going to be interested in Philip Forsberg, um, which is super tragic for me because, like I said, he's a supremely talented guy, but this team does not get enough points in their regular season no matter what. Um, Yeah. They actually put, um, my magazine says Johansson is first line, but on Daily Faceoff, which is a little more up-to-date, says Duchesne is on the top line with Granlin and Forsberg. Oh man, don't tease me. <laughs> no, is that like, interesting? Kind of, That's interesting. I'm kind of interested because I think Johansson is so bad, and Duchesne could do a lot of good for Forsberg um, because Johansson can't score goals to save his life. I mean, he had 14 goals. He never like Yossi had more goals than him. Like I mean, like and that's the your top line center. Had more goals than him. Yeah, that's just like the guy doesn't shoot. He doesn't score. He's no threat. Like you just be like, oh, Forsberg's on the ice. Sweet, cover that guy. Johansson He's just a scores. big body. Yeah, he's just a big dude that makes space for his guys. So um, having Duchesne does pique my interest, and I may eat my words, but I still don't think I'd draft Forsberg, but I really think Duchesne is number one center, and I think if they play him as the number one and give him Forsberg, then definitely they'll both work together yep. and get some more points. Hopefully that's, like, I don't know. The big flaw. Duchesne is the only one I want to take a shot on, but he's a seventy-five point ceiling to me. That's where I think he's going to be. Or yeah, that's I'm just ceiling. Worried. I think. Yeah, it's just I'm just worried. Like, what the Nashville if they're going to change their play style? I mean, they've realized that they can't win in the playoffs with this defense first. They they got rid of Subban for literally nothing, literally yeah. nothing, and just so they could sign Duchesne. Um, so I think they realize that defense doesn't really get you that far if you can't score more than one or two goals a game yeah uh, so i'd be really excited if they turned into like a running gun team where it's like we got this great defense let them you know come up sometimes and like try to score some goals like 64 point player and this this team win won the division <laughs> like right. that's their highest highest point guy is a 64 point guy with 14 goals and this yeah, team wins Duchesne the division. does change it a lot like if they're gonna score some goals there's no reason they can't win more games. I like Yossi is probably my number one target here, followed by Duchesne right after. And then Pecorine sprinkled into the goalies somewhere around there. Fifth yeah, goalie, Rene, sixth goalie. Yeah, Rene started 55, 56 games. He had 30 wins, a couple shutouts. Uh, they gave Saros a bunch more starts, and he won 17 of them. So um, I would expect status quo again. Maybe Saros gets an extra four or five games just to keep Renee fresh for the playoffs. Yep. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any massive takeover yet. Every year I read a magazine for the past four years about how Saros is taking over this team. I don't think it's happening this year again. I want people to get over that. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think it's happening. For, I think they're going to you know, they're going to try to wait. make. They want to give Renee the cup, right? That's what they want to do. Yeah, I mean. Give this guy, like, he's still playing at an extremely high level. I mean, this guy could play to, like, 39, 40. He could be a Hasek-type goalie. Like, I just don't think that 
I th- of course, Saros is the future, but I don't think, again, it's not this year. Like, they keep saying all the time, like, oh, this is the year, this is the year, this is the year. Um, but yeah, to agree with you what you said, um, my number one player, of course, is Yossi. Um, he's going to do great. And then beyond that, I do like to Shane and then Forsberg and then Ellis. And I think that's about it for me. Um, but if, oh man, I'd have to see some preseason stats, uh, although I hate preseason. I just want to see how well um, Duchesne and Forsberg play together. And that might change my opinion on Forsberg. I just think he's wasted with the Ryan Johansson. So um, right. yeah, if he actually had a guy like Duchesne, that does actually pique my interest, as they say. <laughs> I like it. I think that's good enough for Nashville. Want to go over to St. Louis? Yeah, let's do St. Louis. St. Louis, the Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues. They got um, an interesting team. A lot of kind of B-tier players. I don't think anyone's a superstar. Maybe Tarasenko. But they just kind of pieced it all together at the right time. They got Schwartz, Braden Shen, Tarasenko, top line. Ryan O'Reilly, which had a great playoff run with David Perron. Some other guys on there, Bozak, Sunquist, And then you get into your defense with Pietrangelo, uh, Pareko, and then you got Vince Dunn kind of coming up, Bennington and Net, which we were kind of just talking about before. I don't see anyone on this team getting more than 75 points, and I think that'll be Tarasenko. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Um, I like O'Reilly for same thing, mid-70. Tarasenko, if he could play 82 games, should easily get... Same thing, 75 points. Uh, big bounce back category for Braden Shen, who had kind of a bust of a year with 54 points. Uh, even Angelo is pretty down with 41 points. So um, sounds like we're trashing this team that just won the Stanley Cup. But uh, it's just that they don't have the not, stars that I'm yeah, looking they're for. Not re- yeah, exactly. They're not a superstar powered team. Um, I'll probably end up with O'Reilly again just because I like him. He's a pretty consistent guy. Doesn't yep. give you any PIM or shots or anything, but you know, he plays top unit. Uh, big issue for us, of course, uh, is going to be the Stanley Cup hangover. These guys yep. played an absolutely grueling playoffs. They played 26 games, for Christ's sakes. So it's not like they've had a rest. I mean, they played more than a quarter of an extra season of games that matter, of grinding to death. So, yep. um, I expect some sort of a slow start for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, me, I would probably end up with O'Reilly. I don't think I would end up with any other of these guys on my team. Maybe a Petrolangelo. Um, Benetton, of course, had those insane stats. 32 games played, 24 of them were wins, five shutouts. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, so I think since winning the cup, they can sort of relax. And I think they'll give Allen more starts again. Not more than Bennington, but I think he'll still get a good chunk of the starts. You know, and that's like, oh, Alan chokes to the playoffs. It's like, well, we just won the cup. Like, let's see what we actually got here. Yeah. So um, yeah. I expect it to be almost maybe like a 50 Bennington, 30 Allen kind of thing. So. Yeah, they had so much pressure like over the last couple of years, right? With Jake Allen and uh, Elliot. They're like, oh, we got our goalie tandem. We're going to do it. We got all these players. Yeah, their teams were always like really strong, and then they their brought in window Brian was closing Miller quick though. For one year, and yeah, and then they went up, they went and paid massive to get O'Reilly off of Buffalo. They gave up lots of roster players, like yep. uh, 
uh, I don't know, Sabotka, Barbashev or something. There's a few other guys, or not Barbashev. Uh, Schwartz? No, Schwartz is already still there. Uh, what am I talking about? I forget the guys' names, but there's definitely guys that went over there that were worth players. Um, yeah, a sneaky guys to draft, I guess, would be Schwartz. The guy's been injured every year, it feels like, so it's kind of tough. He had 36 points in 79 games, but it doesn't really scream amazing. I think 69 um, games, actually. Or, yeah, sorry, 69 games, right? Um, so... He could probably eventually crack as a 50, 55 point player if he can stay healthy. Um, but what, some guys got... that are like interesting to talk about here, like what about David Perron? Yeah, I just realized. Yeah, so he had 46 points, 46 PIM in 57 games. That's I mean, crazy. That's another 25 games. He gets another, say, I don't know, 18 points. That's like a 64 point player. That's pretty exciting for a guy yeah. at the end of the draft. So, um, and he hits, gets Pim, so that's peripheral stats that you want. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I totally missed that guy because just the games played were not there. He played all 26 in the playoffs, so it looks like his health's been okay since then. Um, yep. Yeah, I, okay, I like that. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, the one thing I wanted to say is I'm not a Pareko guy at all, so uh, don't at me at your Pareko oh, picks. My goodness. I, I think he's the most overrated guy ever. Yeah, he's so big and so tall, and I'm sure he's like really good at poke checking and playing defense. But this he is still trash. The... Or even Vince Dunn, I would take over him at this point. Like, I don't get it. They moved Vince Dunn up to the first defensive pair. Actually, yeah, like that guy's so good. Vince Dunn is such a good player. Like Pareko to me is just gonna like. I think he's like gonna be a bust. I think every year people are gonna be looking at this guy to be like. 50 point defenseman and just like not realize that's not how the world works and it's like just get over it like please no more Pareko hype I just I can't deal with it so Pytriangelo I want to put a caveat in here before we move on that he had a very slow start last year and then picked it up when they made that big run they got 61 points the second half of the season out of like the second half 40 so he is definitely a guy that is going to be flying low on radars. And I want people to pick him up. Second defenseman, if you have a stud guy like Burns or something, Pietrangelo, Pietrangelo, however you want to say it, look for him, you know, seventh or eighth round, getting close to the 10, you'll be pleasantly surprised, I think. You you agree with me on that? or? Yeah, I do. I mean, he had a brutal start last year. Everyone thinks it's because he had triplets and he had all that. That's what, what I was saying, yeah stuff going on he was actually cut in our league just because of absolute poor performance um no he's still the number one guy the team's still going to score points i think these guys are going to be feeling a lot better about themselves they're going to be super loose this year um i can only imagine how good it feels to be the defending champions you're not walking out there gripping the stick too tight as they say you're just going to try to do what works last year and hope for you know the best kind of thing yeah Uh, so yeah, I think he'll get back to 50, 55 points if he can play the full year. I can't see why not. So um, I do like him a lot this year. So he's definitely a guy that I've been looking at. Yeah, me too, me too. Okay, let's move on to the last team in this division. Jesse, who do you think led the Winnipeg Jets in points last year? Oh, before I click? Yeah, before, <sighs> you, before you click, don't look at it. You got Shifley, Line, Wheeler. It's got to be Wheeler, right? It is Wheeler with 91 points last year. Okay, cool. So I know Wheeler had like 92 points the year before or something disgusting. And I feel like Wheeler had 71 assists. 
Yeah, well, that's Shifley, man. Shifley is... I think Shifley's the GOAT on this team, but you need someone to pass to you. Yeah, Wheeler is... I mean, I've loved... uh, Whatever, I don't need to go into my Wheeler love that I've been talking about the past 10 years. Um, (laughs) 71 assists. I didn't know that. the Cole's notes on your Wheeler love. Well, I mean, like I said, I saw Wheeler back in Buffalo, or not Buffalo. I saw Wheeler back in Boston. I was like, this guy looks so good. He's so big. He moves so sweet. I was like, this guy's going to be so sick. And then they trade him to Winnipeg. I picked him up um, like my last pick in that fantasy year. I look like a genius. The guy got like 70 points or something like that. And um, ever since then, it's been great. So um, he's definitely one of the rare, I feel like a scout, an NHL talent scout. I was like, oh, that Wheeler guy. I'm like, he's going to go. be. He's going to be it, man. I can only imagine if Boston kept that guy. You could have Wheeler on the second line, and that team would be just wheeling. Yeah, there you go. Pun intended. Wheeling in the cup. Yeah, this team is extremely top-heavy. This is like an insanely talented team. Um, They're a little... They're tricky for me this year. I'm not going to lie. Like Their window is closing. They got uh, Connor Shifley Wheeler on that top line, which is great. Ehlers, Little... And Patrick Laine not signed yet on that second line. Uh, Morsi and Bufflin question mark if he comes back because he's taken a leave of absence. Um, Hellebuck obviously Annette is the number one guy there. Wheeler for sure, Shifley for sure. I would take both those guys late in the first round. I think maybe second. Yeah, what, Shifley, what are your thoughts on Laine? Um, I think Liney will bounce back. Um, but I don't know how much the guy produces no assists. He plays on a kind of a garbage line with like little and stuff like that. I know he retracted his comments to saying like, Oh, I didn't mean that little was bad. Well, I mean, yeah, they are bad. You were a minus 24 over the year. So it's not like you're going out there crushing five on five. I think a bounce back year for him is 60 points, but he scores 40 goals instead. And still gets only 20 assists because the guy provides no assist value. Um, yep. He's a guy that's never going to end up on any of my teams. I just don't see the value and everyone's going to be like... People see goal scorers and they just like want them on their team. And I get it. I know, they just start drooling. They're like, Because oh, it's like, goals. Oh, if he can score 40 goals, that means he can get 80 points. Like, it just, it makes sense, right? Assists it are so be. easy. It, yeah, it should be. And it, for most, some cases, it's true. And that's what makes you an elite player. But Liney is just one-dimensional sniper kind of thing. So if he's getting any sort of puck luck or anything going on, this guy will disappear. So I'm never going to own Liney on my team, and I recommend most people don't pay the premium that it is to require that guy. So um, yeah. I don't know. I was happy with my one prediction last year, saying that I thought Connor would be better than Liney, and it turned out he was. So yep. he even scored more goals than the guy. So like, what else do you want? Um and Connor's playing on that top line with Shifley and Wheeler, so that's definitely what you want. Oh, for sure, man. It's so good. Um, they lost Truba, which is tough. He was their leading defenseman with 50 points, but the big thing is for sure is just Bufflin. If Bufflin retires, because it sounds like he's saying he lost the love of the game or whatever, this Josh Morrissey guy is going to be steal of the year. I think because, he still might be steal of the year this year. Because he's going to default into a absolute god tier power play yep um who cares about the five on five stats on this team um all he has to do is pass the puck to wheeler or shifley or whoever and they're going to score he's going to get so many secondary assists from the power play that yep. it's like 
really affecting my mindset for our draft. And I don't know what to do and how I want to approach Morrissey as a player. Um, so he's the big question mark for me. He's definitely a draft winning type player. So yep. if you haven't Someone drafted that's going to drop way to the teens, like 15th round and stuff like that. Yeah. And then give you top 16 value if he plays as a defenseman. Yeah. Um, like he had 31 points in 59 games, which already is nothing to sn- like sneeze at. That's a 50 point pace over 82 games without top power play. So yeah. if he can, yeah. Uh, I think that's the one then, guy that I I'm think Winnipeg like, sees that though. They want that. Oh yeah. Like for sure. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I'm so excited for this guy. I just need to know what Buffalo's doing. And we got another week, hopefully to find out if he's just going to call it or not. Buffalo's been an elite option. I mean, he had basically point per game, 31 and 42, 69 PIM takes all the shots. He's like yeah. your category beast. You can always take him in like the second round or third round kind of thing. Yeah. He's like a poor man's burns kind of thing. It's he's so good. So um, that's my biggest thing for this year. Um, other than so, that, I can't really think of. Yeah. I was just going to say, so if we said if Bufflin retires, then Morsi is the number one guy. If Bufflin stays, you want him back at that same value? Or do you want to downgrade him because of his weird retiring comments and stuff like that? Or do you still draft him as like the third or fourth defense off the board after Carlson Burns? That's a great question. I mean, that definitely shows some flags to be like, hey, maybe the right? next guy gets injured. He's just done. He only played half the year, and he's already starting this year off saying that like he doesn't want to play the game, and he's lost the love of the game. So you know he's like one hip injury or concussion or something stupid away from just being like, okay, seriously, like that's it. I won my yeah. cup for Chicago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My body is falling apart. Um, yeah, I will not end up with Buffalo on any of my teams, and I do agree with you. That is like a huge headache style of thing to deal with so you just don't um, know yeah if you can get him at value then of course pick him just because he is an elite point option but just know that there is a risk you take if you take him in like those top like round end of round two type three things to expecting like the the crazy buff that we've been used to forever so right exactly Exactly. That makes all sense. Uh, Connor Hellebuck is kind of a tricky one for me as well, because I think they're going to win some games. But like I said, this window is drastically closing. I feel like they were better last year and they were better the year before. This year, especially if they lose Bufflin, Hellebuck's still going to get 30 wins, I think. But it's just getting a little dicey. Like, I feel like they need to make a move. They need to figure it out before their window closes. Yeah, I was going to agree with you that completely same thing. I was like, Hellebuck's the guy, but I just the team did not get better. They lost Truba. They lost Myers. They got Pioink back, which is whatever. If they and lose- they don't have Kevin Hayes either, right? Like, Yeah, they don't. Like, this team did lose a lot of players. Um, so it's definitely something to be scary to look at. And Hellebuck didn't really have... That amazing of stats last year, he had a 9-10 save percentage, only two shutouts from 60 games. That's pretty alarming. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would... Yeah, my thing, uh, yeah, I'd say maybe he gets 31 wins this time and still playing 63-64 games. It's still a great goalie to draft just yeah. because he will play a lot of games and get you those wins, but 
Um, not as like a crazy elite option as he was like two or three years ago when he had like those 40 win seasons. So mm-hmm. um, definitely concerning there because yeah, like you said, I just don't think this team has gotten any better and it's kind of time to, I don't know, panic. <laughs> they, they need <laughs> like, to do something right. And they got a backup goalie there in <laughs> that is, that is a good goalie. So I think that, like, so he had 34 wins, Hellebuck, <laughs> last year. I think you take five of those starts and you give them to Brozois. And he gets 20 wins, Hellebuck gets 30. I think that's where they sit. Or yeah, too I'm much? A, I mean, that's 50 wins. That's a lot of wins for this team. But you never know. I mean, it's probably going to end up very close to that. I mean, Brozois could have 19 wins or something Hellebuck is 29 or something. So um, I think Hellebuck yeah. was a little overwhelmed with like the full season. So I think giving him a little extra starts to the backup would give him a little little more gumption for those games that he is playing. That's just my opinion. No, I agree. I think you can get him down to the 55 start range kind of thing, which they want to get most of these goalies to. Um, yeah. which of course would chisel into his win total. Uh yeah, my same thing as I think it's just 30 wins. 29, 30 wins is what he gets. Which is good, but again, just not the 44-win guy that was two years ago. So, um, yeah, this team is just just like evaporating before my eyes. Like, it's so yeah, trash. it is. Everybody it is. I wanted to be a Jets fan, and Line A had so much hype around him, and now it's just like all these cool players are just going away, and now it's just going to be one-line team. It's like, they're going to turn into Colorado, but like in reverse. It's just like they'll have yeah. that one sick they line lost disappeared. one two three four five six seven eight players this year and they got neil poink back yeah like that's it so yeah. they didn't get better for nothing is catastrophic yeah you get his cap space off there but there's no one left to sign it's not like there's i mean you could use it to sign your own guys i guess but i don't know how much line wants to come back um so i would say priority number one there is connor and then just move well not move line a but just try to find a way to sign that guy so try to find a way it, to cool off his head like make him realize that he's not a 80 point I guy yet. he's 50 point guy yeah i mean you got 50 points last year i mean yeah i know you play on the second line but i mean it's it's tough <laughs> so yeah. It, yeah i i don't know i think he's worth the money i do i think no goal scoring is obviously very important in the nhl especially in the playoffs and stuff like that um so they'll figure it out but yeah this team like it's just it's definitely falling by the wayside they're getting left behind so they are um, every other every other team in the division seems to get a little stronger get yeah. some more pieces rebuilding and they're kind of still like we have one more year two more years left to try to make it with this team before we have to get rid of rid of wheeler and shifley <laughs> i don't yeah. know what they're gonna do like if they can't sign either of those guys like for their next contract it's gonna be bad news bears yeah, I mean, Wheeler's like my age. What is he? 33. So maybe you get another, you know, two serviceable years out of the guy. He did sign kind of a team-friendly contract, but I mean, again, it's like, what's the point of having these 90-point guys on your team if it's just, you know, you get first-rounded every year. So we'll see. But we're talking fantasy for sure. So obviously, draft Wheeler, draft Shifley, draft Connor. Um, keep an eye on the Buffalo retirement situation. You can draft Hellebuck, of course. Line A if you need goals for later. Um, but 
don't reach for anyone <laughs> essentially yeah that's kind of like the whole theme of this division <laughs> it's yeah. like there's some good players so, but don't reach uh, yeah there's no explosive guys on this it's just like oh this is the guy this is the sleeper baby like he's gonna get so many points it's like we're getting excited over josh morrissey <laughs> like being like oh yeah. he might get 50 points as a defense like keep an eye on that that's the big bust out <laughs> so yeah it's kind of a bleak division for sure well we got the pacific is the last division we got left we're gonna get that to everyone before next week before everyone starts their drafts on the weekend mm-hmm. i think well maybe we'll try to do it like sometime this week we'll just do a weekday podcast and we'll release it because i'm actually off this whole week there you go yeah so we can do, we'll just pull it up maybe thursday or friday or whatever and we'll do the pacific and then right when the season starts, we're going to be releasing our flag episode. So probably Monday next week. And then, you know, the season's starting, Jesse. Can you believe it? I know. This offseason, while it did feel like forever, it definitely has like flown by this past month. I always feel that like as soon as football starts, I'm like concentrated with football. So I'm like, oh, and then all of a sudden hockey's like right around the corner. I'm like, oh, man, I got to get ready. No, totally. It's like, I was doing my football draft. I was super excited watching games for the past two weeks. And then it's like, oh yeah, hockey exists again. Sweet. It's like 10 days to go. That's so cool. So, um, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm ready for hockey to start. I think we got yes. some good teams going on. We got that slow draft for the analytics that's coming up. And then we got the podcast one that we already drafted. What do you guys think of our team? What do you guys think of our roster? Let us know. Yeah, did you know that we won the best draft award? Like, I mean, that's crazy, right? <laughs> we did. Everyone's saying our team is just points only, though. Like, we have no yeah. hits and peripherals, which we kind of do. Like, it's a pretty which we kind of do. It's true. Like, I mean, there is definitely some valid criticism there. Um, if I redid it again, I think our teams would still be very similar, except maybe like two guys I would look at to be more. Yeah, there's a couple like hit guys, but you can hit guys. Yeah, Shifley Huberto in the same round, like coming back around, you can't. Yeah, there's just there's just a lot of value there, so it was tough. It's it's all on Twitter at Fantasy NHL Talk. Go check it out. We posted the draft board. Um, we got all the episodes coming up and everything on there. We're always talking to people. Uh, we do some stuff on Reddit, and then um, last thing before we leave today, we had told you guys a couple weeks ago that we joined Overtime Heroics. They have an Overtime Heroics forum where we're always talking about hockey, football, any sport you want. There's even wrestling on there, I mentioned before. But we are now on the OvertimeHeroics.com page. If you click on it, you click on hockey, and there's hockey podcasts, we are there. So we are on the site, officially grouped up with those guys. And there's also going to be an app coming, so you can get all the sports podcasts on one app. There you go, perfect. What a year. What a, what a day to be alive. Like everything's changing. We're getting some um, support from around the community and stuff. So it's, it's good. Yeah. It's definitely NHL.com. <laughs> just, true, just doing true. this for like a career would, but I, would be what I want. That's my dream. Yeah. That would be quite exciting to actually do something like that. Um, but for now, you know, we're happy with just, Doing it for fun. or well, not for fun, but doing it for... Well, it is for fun. Um, for the people. For the people. For the people. Yeah, exactly. For people like us that listen to podcasts and love hockey and want to talk about the stats and the numbers and 
crush your friends and stuff like that. So um, it's definitely a good time. But yeah, like Travis said, that's definitely what we'll be looking at for the next week or so of stuff to do. And uh, yeah, so definitely make sure you check us out. All right. Thanks for listening. And I just checked Twitter. We are at 698 followers. So we need two more for 700. Let's do that before our next podcast. I believe in you guys. (laughs) Beautiful. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. 